Kilkean County Clare. My guest today is the infamous Jer Keane and for those of you who don't know Jer, he played National League Division 1 football with the Clare senior football team with his hometown clubmates of Michael Galvin, Jerry Kelly, Dennis Russell, Noel Roach and John Enright. He won three McGrath Cups and one Railway Cup during his time with Clare. Jer studied in Mary Mackle College in Limerick and while there picked up an All-Ireland College's medal. Ger also won three county championships with the Kilkee senior team and contested in three Munster club finals. The purpose of these interviews is to discuss Ger's football and career and what may lie ahead for Ger, who's now pursuing his Gaelic football career in coaching. So with all that said, you're very welcome, Ger. Thanks very much, Eddie. So Ger, for the younger listeners, can you tell us a bit about yourself? So for example, where you grew up, your childhood in Kilkee, and I suppose your close friends. Well, I suppose, um, starting off, Eddie, I grew up in the square in Kilkee, right in the centre of, of, of Kilkee, and it was, you know, a hive of activity. There was loads of neighbours around. Um, we, we had the roaches on one side. We had the Linehans used to come down for the summer. We had the McGraths down Chapel Lane. So there was people all around the place and, you know, we had we had great friends and great games around the square. And the square at the time, there was there was a light there and, you know, there was people used to come up for games. You know, we had organised games between downtown Kilkee and uptown Kilkee and we'd be organising then with the, the Normiles who'd just come from around the corner and the Hawks. And, you know, there was unbelievable matches held in the square. So there's great memories of, of growing up and, and uh, the, the square in particular. Very good. So what was the sporting landscape like for you growing up in Kilkeen around those times? Well, first and foremost, we, we, we made our own games outside. We, you know, we had, um, we, we used our own wall in Keynes there to, 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 for target practice. So I don't think the father was too happy when we used to be knocking in the, the turf shed door and I think there was a few windows broken and lead scattering at the time. But, um, you know, out in the square, we, we used to play tag, we used to play soccer, we used to play football, hurling. Every kind of a game was, was played depending on what was on the telly. And, you know, it could be rugby one day, it could be basketball another day. So uh, it, it was just uh, a, a great childhood uh, in the square. And uh, as I said, you know, there were so many people around, so many friends around. And, you know, it was probably an ideal way and place to grow up. Very good, very good. And I suppose it set the tone really for, you know, all the competitions, all the games that you had, you know, it gave you that competitive streak, I suppose, as a group as well, you know, and probably set you up for successes that were to come ahead. Yeah, I, as you said, you, you know, like we were constantly out, you know, there was probably no PlayStations at the time or anything, anything else to do. So you were just playing you know, and running and hiding and, you know, we, we, we you, you had more freedom that time too. There wasn't as many cars around mm -hmm. and, and it was, you were probably safer 
uh, to let kids off than you are nowadays. And we probably benefited from that, that we'd be out for hours and hours on end. And, you know, it was constantly going and playing something or looking for something to do or get a bit of mischief as well. So it was, yeah. it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose it's fair to say um, from both, you know, your, your mother's side of the family, the Larkins and your father's side, the Keens, that there's a fairly strong tradition of athletics in your background, right? Yeah, well, I suppose we probably started off running, I suppose, at a young age. Um, in some ways, we had no choice, you know. Um, Dad was, was was such an interest in, 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 um, in the running that we were brought to sports events, um, you know, at six, seven, eight. And uh, if Dad was running himself, we'd be we, we, we'd enter into the 60-meter sprint or whatever. So I remember going to places like Shenaglish in, in, in Galway and... You'd go down to Kilmurray McMahon, where you, you know you'd have, uh, you know, people coming from all over the place, and uh, and then of course we had the the Kilkee sports were held, right. um, and it was in the square here as well in Kilkee, and uh, you had the Willie Keane races, and you had people coming from all over Ireland, mm-hmm. and then you had the youth races as well. Um, I remember maybe an under eight race, um, going around the block. We'd start in front of Kinkora down by Hickey's, up by the, the school, um, and back down then by Railway Road. And I think I got pipped by, by Colin Lynch, I think, oh, on really? the line. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Very I still good. remember that race and yeah. remember it was a pure flat-out sprint. And, uh, you know, that was that, they were great memories. And then um, after another while, then, you know, the club started getting strong, St. John's. Mm. And we then started training up in, um, we used to talk out in, Stanford's at times and then going right. to my grandfather and grandmother's in, in Grattan Street yeah. and you might have 70, 80 kids right. all up there at that time and uh, we'd all be running around the town, there was a lap of the town, yeah. you'd start up there down Paddy Nolan's Hill, uh, down the Strand Line, uh, cut up there by, by Joe Hawks in the waterfront, up, up along then by um the church um down the barrack road and and finish again yeah. up so that was you know that you were pedal to the middle you know it was it, it was great training it was it, you know and but it was tough when we were out every kind of condition rain mm. hail or snow you know and it was all the town were out you know there was there was 70 80 kids out and it was it was fantastic yeah i could imagine yeah Okay, so between you and your father, Ger, uh, you both experienced success uh, in your respective codes. Um, what influence did your father have in your career as an athlete? And, you know, what traits do you feel you have in common with your father? Yeah, well, I suppose, first and foremost, Dad encouraged us to, you know, play every sport that we could like. And I, obviously, with his athletics background, he probably wanted us to get involved in athletics as well you know as much as possible so um i suppose he'd encourage us for training first of all you know and and that commitment to training and not to be making excuses it was weight or whatever else like you know so that that was a big uh element of it another thing then i encourage uh we were never under really any great pressure like to to succeed there was always an encouragement there mm. um to do the best that you could and um i suppose he was delighted that I suppose that we I had some bit of a success. You know, I won the the secondary schools, the the minor and the intermediate 
secondary schools cross country and and mm. did reasonably okay with the, with the NACA and we had some great teams at the time. We won an All Ireland novice I think in ninety three and an All Ireland clear novice and junior as well. So right, yeah. you know they 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 were they were great days and um, I suppose. I ran the Clare Senior actually with Dad. I only want, ran one Clare Senior, and uh, I think he was third and I was fourth. So it. yeah, it was up in the Sand Hills there. Michael Shannon was running and John Galvin, a few of the other lads, and uh, Dennis Dennis Russell as well. Yeah. And uh, so that was a great. That was a treat. Nice to be able to look back at. But um, I got a fair slagging afterwards. I think yeah. Dad. I was maybe eighteen. I think he was in his thir- late thirties or forties, and. Uh, yeah. Sure, there, there, there was no beating him, but you know, he was it just he was a great role model, Eddie, to, to look up to, to see his commitment and his training. And he had a routine, he would he would go to work, he'd work hard. Um, he might have two or three jobs going at the time, and he'd still get out at five o'clock for his training back in. Then, mam would have the dinner read, ready for him, and uh, uh, so he had. He had that work ethic and I suppose even subconsciously you're looking at that and you're saying this is how you become a you know a, a good athlete or whatever and so, these are the just these are the habits you have to get into and in fairness to ma'am as well you know she always had the dinner ready for him and for us as well and washed the gear and you know so she did a lot of unseen work behind the scenes that that that, that you need that parental support if you're going to if you're going anywhere yeah fantastic yeah, yeah. Okay, you would have probably formed a lot of friendships and a lot of bonds, you know, in your time in athletics. Do you want to speak about that in any way? Yeah, I suppose we had great times, as I said, you know, with the training and then we had competitions as well. And I suppose the competition between ourselves was as as, as great as anything. Yeah. Uh, you had Tom and Tony Nolan, like, who were probably working awful hard on the farms and so on. And they were flying fit and... You know, when we trained on the strand line, the lads were gone. And even though the likes of Paddy McInerney and Dad would say, no, take it easy tonight and go for a jog. Like yeah. there was there was no jogging, you know, there was it was it, it, it was flat, flat out, like from the start. And then you had you had Dennis Russell coming in, Jerk Crotty, like and all these lads were, were, were it, it stood to him in the football later on. Like and then we'd go away. We went all over the country with the athletics. We went to. Remember mine and Tipperary. We went up uh, to Ardbo and Tyrone. Uh, we went across the border when we were only twelve, and we were stopped at the border. And and the British troops came on board at the time with the oh, guns right. and everything. And you know we had great fun going up in the buses, and we had Tom Kerwin was all always around there. And you know just the fun that we had, and you know we had the Galvins. We had you know the lads from Dunbeg used to come down there, and we used. You had great football games with them afterwards, and then you you know the the Gallagher's used to run with with St John's, and you know you had the Egan's, and you know there was just a great bond at the time, and um, the club was so well organised with um, you had Michael Cummins at the time um, involved, Paddy McInerney, you had um, I said Dad Lawrence Larkin used to keep an eye on how things were going, so things were going very well in the town at the time, and and. I suppose there was a lot of ch- kids around and we were just lucky there was a lot of parents who wanted to get involved and they accommodated us with the training and we made great friends and we had great times growing up. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So you appear to have had a fairly formidable hurling talent as well, Jerry, right, as a youngster. So what stopped you from progressing to minor and possibly senior level in hurling? 
at another club. Yeah, I suppose we didn't really get it organised into hurling maybe till we were under 12s and 14s, I'd say. Other than that, we used to be out in the square. I remember myself and the brother Willie, we had two fiberglass hurleys, uh, which was like, I, I, I no one would have heard much about them today, like, you know, but... Uh, that was as much as we had, and we just poked around the square with, with you know, whoever was around at the time, and uh, it was um, just a case of playing and, and, and hitting and poking, but there was no formal coaching. Um, and then, I suppose, the, the lads started getting organised then. Um, Tommy Normal, just up the road from us here, Paddy McDonnell, Anthony Geary, uh, Willie McGrath, all these people then started to to, to, to say that Kilkibalaha, they wanted an underage structure that had been playing junior and so on. Mm. And they wanted to keep the tradition going. Like, Hurling goes right back to 1840s, 1850s in Kilkee. Yeah. There, there's, there's a record of that. And uh, the these men, like, they were great role models to us. And uh, they put an unbelievable time into us. The amount of time we spent in the, the new pitch, uh, which, which came in in 1984, Right. was unbelievable um you know they brought down they got hurleys they used to have several lines coming down the clear hurler christy ryan used to come in to coach us at that stage and um we got to a lot of west clare finals and they'd always have the finals on in cusick park and that was a big treat to us oh, yeah, to go to right. cusick park at the time and um and then they'd always try and put lads forward to try and get on the the Clare teams like do you know yeah. and there was some great hurlers there like who probably should have got on the Clare 14 team you had mm. Fuka Gleeson and Emmett um, Dillon uh, John Wolf, Neil Nolan you know they, these were these were good hurlers like and I suppose my own perspective I, 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 I always felt that you know I, maybe I'm missing the, the maybe the touch that the, the East Clare lads had like from they were probably hurling that bit earlier and having it more formal formally organised but I loved hurling I really enjoyed it no more than athletics as well and uh, the time that as I said that these lads put into us um, was 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 unbelievable like you know mm. and I suppose um, you'd always be very mindful of that and you know I'd have great time for all those those lads like even though you wouldn't always get a, a, you know a chance to say it to them like you know but they put great time into us and energy into us and brought us all over the country and you know, they after the Fela, we got to the All Ireland final in the Fela. That was right. brilliant, like you know, um, eighty seven or eighty seven is right, yeah. yeah. And and uh, we had teams coming here from all over Ireland. We had Bortonport, uh, we played Kilrush in it. Uh, we had Westport, and we got to the semi final against Silane from Galway, mm. and that was on in out in the field, and. You had Michal O'Mara-Herty came down to that match. And there was a Sean O'Leary as well. He was high up in the GA, And Jack Bootman, the president of GA, was down around. We had Micro Helmet, Scott. Yeah. Um, you know, and we had a great bunch of lads there. Um, and we, we got to the final. The, the, the Silene game, they were really good. They were from Galway. Like, they were a good hurling club. So that we were wrecked after that. You know, we only, I think we only beat them by a pint. And Parik Pierce is then from Roscommon beat us right. in the final but um great memories great times we had the, the lads had organized the disco down in in um larry collins as it was at the time yeah Absolutely. and uh 
So we had uh, Westport were staying in the houses with us and they organized a trip back up to Westport the following year. Mm. So we went up to Westport and uh, I think we had another fella in, in Eden Derry at the time. Right. So I could see like, you know, Anthony and the, the, the likes of Paddy McDonald were so proud, you know, at the time, you know, of, 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 of what we were doing. And you had great little hurlers then like, like Keith Normal. Was right. a fantastic hurler, yeah. Kevin Hart. You know they were really skillful hurlers, like you know, and uh, you know it was nice to do justice, like to the the likes of work, the work Tommy Norman had put into us as well, like you know, and just honest to God, hurling people and GA people, and just wanted to see their kids following in a tradition and and playing hurling and you know loving the game, and so yeah. we were we were very lucky. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember uh, as a child because yeah. Richie, my Richie's older brother, playing, would have yeah. been playing with you a bit as well. Like so, I can recall some sometimes yeah. there. Yeah, very good. Were you a better footballer or hurler when you were younger? I'd say, look, probably we played everything, Eddie. You know, and I don't, I don't know. That's probably for someone else to answer. Like, you know, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I enjoyed both of them. Like, um, I was supposed to was lucky enough. I got on the clear under fourteen. Forest the hurling team, you know, which was probably the first one in the club at the time, even though other lads probably should have got on before and afterwards, like, you know, Martin Geary was unlucky afterwards not to get on as well. Yeah. But um no, I, I as I said, I, I loved the hurling and I got on a clear hurling team before I did a football team, like so yeah. there was no football under fourteen at the time with, with the county. Oh, yeah. And uh I also got I managed to get on the clear under sixteen panel. But I got injured in that time. I, I hurt my back um, around that time and I couldn't get I couldn't make the under 16 panel. And then I kind of had to restrict my training a little bit from from then on and do exercises to just kind of maintenance and so on. Like okay. so um, that's probably why Hurland probably took a back seat. Like I mm -hmm. suppose football was my first love, you know, and I, I suppose I had to make a choice around that time about you know, was I going to look at athletics or hurling or whatever? Like, yeah, and three, three, yeah, there you, and table, you know, yeah. and but like, as from a young child, like, I always dreamed of playing with Kiki and playing with Claire, mm. you know, and that was my dream growing up. Like, so you know, even though I did love the hurling athletics, you I probably have to make a choice around that age mm. of 15 and 16 of what you really want to concentrate on. And yeah. for me, I suppose football was always number one, very good. Back around 1982, there there was these town leagues that took place, and I believe there was a Kevin Schlue team there at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you want to have you much memories of that? Yeah, I still I still have the I think we won it, and I still have the trophy over. It was oh, you know, yeah. one of my fo first football trophies, and I think I was only eight, and I think the the Strand League was under 14. So, you know, at that time you were playing with your heroes, like you know you had I think you know Kevin Schlue, you had Brian Mack, you had. Terence O'Neill, you had John Enright, you had all these footballers that you looked up to, and you know you were, you 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 know you were in awe of these lads, like, and you know I know they were way bigger, and you were put corner forward, but I still get the the, the buzz of wearing you you got to wear the Kiki jersey. There was hooped blue and white jerseys, right. and they'd be nearly down to your knees, but it was just you'd look forward to that so much that. The teams, it was, it was a spring league, so it might be in February or March. You were down the beach. Uh, I think PJ Carey used to organise it. PJ, I remember Jimmy Fitzpatrick as well being involved in it. And he got, you know, Willie McGrath, John Garvey, 
old John Garvey and, and, and a few others and you spring down the goals down to the beach and you just have to wait till the tide be out yeah. and uh, the, the, I think the, they used to put up the names of the teams on I think it was Ted Kavanagh's or DeLucy's uh, window and you'd see who you were on and right. then you'd be picking the team and you'd be the rest of the lads would be seeing who would be on what team and yeah. there was fierce excitement yeah. uh, in that and uh, I suppose Kiki at the time they were ahead of their you know the underage at the time they were developing talent and without even knowing it like mm-hmm. you know they were ahead of their time in, with the Strand League and yeah. um, I remember even we went down to the vocational school and I think Jimmy Fitz had organised um, there was video analysis from the Munster Council at the time you know which was unbelievable at the time and they were showing forward movement and you know so it was you know the the, the, uh, Father Culligan as well was in the background helping organising all this stuff so um, it, it was just a great starting point for us to be not just playing but playing with your your heroes and your role models as well yeah. and you know you were well looked after um in terms of you know you were you were stuck in a corner but you were marking someone probably your own go as well like you know and that was as competitive as anything like you know so um we we, we got to some school finals then after that and uh so it was a, it was a gradual progression Eddie you know and it was really really enjoyable like class class brilliant so I suppose off the back of those leagues then, you know, you were obviously con- congregating up in the square here and playing your matches as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we had fierce matches then in the square as well, like and sure there was there was injuries and there was blood and there was there was everything, but you just got, got up and on got on with it. And uh I remember at the time as well, I suppose it was a big part of my development. Um the Roaches are, are next door and Georgie Roach, old uh, senior, Georgie used to bring all the Clare teams at the time uh, to the matches on the West Clare buses, we call it. Mm-hmm. So teams would, would would line up or meet in, in, in the square, the Kiki teams, they'd either meet on the pitch outside or Geary's Corner. So as an eight or nine year old, I used to get to go to all the matches, uh, the Kiki matches and the Clare matches. Whoa. So myself and my good friend, uh, John, Roach, we we'd go to all the matches with Georgie, yeah. and we'd be going to the 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 Kiki fourteen matches, the the the, the their sixteen matches. So we were watching all these players, and we were doing the ball or chasing the ball down, and yeah. you know we were looking at at, at these and, and learning football without being getting formally coached even at the time, and then we'd go to some of the Clare matches then with Georgie as well, and we were seeing the some of the Clare players, and I suppose that. So the seed as well then about Clare football as well and in fairness I, I remember seeing Clare 16 teams and Clare minor teams and I, I, I knew all the footballers in the county anyway yeah. you know even at that stage you know and as I said it was a, it was a big big ambition in mind then to play with Kiki uh, seniors were going well at the time and to play um, with the, the Clare at some level as well mm. um, I can even remember Eddie going to the 1981 county final Kiki county final against oh, yeah. against Kilrush over in Cusick Park and Kiki hadn't won since 1942 and we were all and Michael McCarthy was a cousin of mine um, second cousin or you know he was dad's first cousin he was playing that day so I remember all that and I let's not forget no you were about seven years of seven age, years of age yeah. yeah and I I have a faint memory of of, of going to the Milltown Massacre 
where Clare were annihilated by Kerry yeah. in, I think it was 79 in Milltown yeah. um, but maybe only five or six but right. I still have memories of all those things like you know and uh, I suppose they were all probably feeding into the love of football and, and you know seeing football constantly and seeing all the different type of uh, all players like exactly yeah. and obviously it was becoming ingrained in your DNA so to speak yeah know? yeah sure it was and, you were um, yeah that's where it all took off. Like, I yeah. Guess, you know? yeah. Yeah. I suppose at the time, the the pitch that we know of today wasn't wasn't there. I think that was developed around 84 or so. So where where were you playing your matches at the time? Well, we had the Strand League, you know, and that was, you know, during the, the, the springtime and that was getting you ready for your championship. And I also remember playing in the old pitch above, um, near the golf course. So... You know, we we spent a lot of time up there at the t- uh, when we were young lads as well. I think we played an under twelve game against against maybe Kilmurray, I Bricken at the time. I I remember that, and and there was always sports up there as well. You had, um, they, there was always long jump competitions and and uh, competition for West Clare. You know, they all would come here uh, to, up there for um sports events at the time as well, and then. Father Culligan was there at the time and uh, of course John Lynch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the club started really getting organised and uh, getting developed towards a second pitch and uh, the next pitch then which is the mo- the modern pitch now as we call it mm-hmm. uh, out to Kilrush Road. That was built in 84. So I remember Kilkee won the championship in, in 84 and I think they they had St. Finbars out in the pitch. Right. And Martin Boland, who did great work with us in in the primary schools, yeah. um, he, he had us out. I think we were we were the band outside. We were the choir outside for right. Saint Finbars. We were Boy. we were singing the national anthem. Or I think uh, the Tom Boland Junior was singing it anyway. The rest of us were joining in. I think as far as he had a good voice. The rest of us were only uh, hanging on there. But um, but you know, even seeing the Saint Finbars players. Uh, coming coming up to coming to Kilkee like you know that was a big yeah. treat at the time as well like you know and they had Cork All Ireland winners on their team as well and yeah. Kilkee more than matched them that day like they were just unlucky and yeah. uh, not to get over the line but you know this this all fed in as you said to the to the dreams and the hopes and you know the you know the, just the, the the football was was really starting to come to the fore in Kilkee at the time and the new pitch was a big plus to everyone and, and winning that county final up in Cairn I went up in the bus that time I think Georgie's bus yeah. uh, had a crowd I think Paddy McDonnell was on the bus maybe Michael McGrath Hopper McGrath um, you know Michael Riley all these people were all very good and they'd keep an eye out for you mm-hmm. and uh, you know I still remember that that day in Cairn very yeah. fondly like you know yeah. and I was 10 at the time, but the, the, these people were your heroes, like, you know, yeah. the, the Shays, the Marnins, uh, you, you know, the Roaches, all, all these things. I could nearly name that team, like, you know, oh, so yeah. you'd be talking about young lads with watching the Premiership and these lads were your local heroes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it just goes to show the detriment of what TV has done, I suppose, in regards shaping youngsters' minds, you know, yeah. and following games that are... Yeah. Not on our doorstep, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, Jerry, you made reference to Martin Boland there. Uh, he would have been your principal in primary school at the time, and who got behind you very much so in your Gaelic football in early years. 
do you want to discuss you know your your time in primary school i believe you got to some finals there at the time yeah well sure it was a big thing eddie for us to be playing football in primary school as well and uh there was two competitions at the time there was a 15 aside and 11 aside because we had a smaller school we were in the 11 aside so um we got to the final the first year and i think we had beaten karnuki in the earlier rounds and they ended up beating us in the final by maybe four or five points so that was heartbreak and uh, um it was hard to take at the time because we had it built up and you know but uh we had to take it on the chain and in the following year um we had beaten i think labashida drum drum Ligas by 20 points or something in the earlier competition and i think that they beat us a lot of the shannon gales as we played afterwards were on that they beat us in the final and that was heartbreak. We thought we'd, you know, we thought we'd never recover from it. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to the old bandstand, and there was a some kind of a party organised, um, but we were in no form for it. Right. And we we came home with our tails between our legs. We had new gear got and everything. But it was a lesson for me that you know not to take anything for granted. And I suppose you're learning lessons all the way up along. And uh, I, I suppose we got to an under sixteen A final as well because we. We hadn't been that competitive at 12s and 14s. We were just limited on numbers, uh, but we were in the A competitions and uh, that was the first kind of final we got to um, at that level. And uh, Wotones were very strong at the time. They would have a lot of 16-year-olds. We were probably playing 13 and 12-year-olds under 16 at the time, which you could. Um, so, but look, we got to Cusick Park and that was that was a you know a good learning experience. Um, and we were improving and... Uh, myself and John Garvey made the clear under 16 football team that year you know John was an outstanding footballer and I think we got to the the Webb Cup final and it was great to have Pell with you there at the time as well which was the Connacht final at the time we were in the, the that, that competition okay. um, we were we beat Galway on the way to it and we used we played Mayo and I think we uh, Roscommon might have pipped us in the final but we were starting now to really get serious about our football like and you had the likes of Martin Daly and that team Audrey O'Dwyer Michael Hines who was in the current team that beat us in the primary school so you were then starting to you know go up another level um, and you know John Mack from, from back in O'Curry's he used to go with us and we'd travel on the bus uh, with Georgie's bus and he'd pick us up and we'd you know he'd bring us to wherever we'd be going and you know so the great memories of that then as well we'd say Okay, Ger, so I think it's fair to say that you had a lot of family support throughout your career, both underage and later in life. But uh, can you elaborate on that a bit more for us? Yeah, Eddie, um, I suppose we always had great parental support at home from and encouragement from, from mum and dad. And, you know, they would go to all the games and, you know, they'd, they'd give great support and advice at home. And um, I suppose that even goes back to the grandparents and... Uh, I suppose my grandfather uh, on my dad's side, old, old Willie Keane, as we call him, um, he would have played with Blackware in the 1930s and 40s, and he was right. a great supporter of, of Kilkee football as well, and he was a great man for the dogs, the greyhounds. And, right. you know, uh, my Uncle Joe is, is still continuing that tradition, but um, grandfather would have gone to all the matches, the club matches and, and the county matches as well, and uh, he was a great... As I said, a great supporter of Kiki, and he was life president of the Kiki GA, um, which was a great, you know, pride for him as well. Mm. 
he I actually still have his medals from Blackware from the nineteen thirties and forties like so that's that's a nice nice thing to have. My goodness. Um so he was a great character and uh he'd been well known throughout throughout the county and just for all the, 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 the greyhounds and, and everything else he was involved in. Um, I, on the other side then my grandfather Larkin, John Larkin was from Lisa Casey. And it's funny that I've ended up back in Lisa Casey and people at Lisa Casey have been have been very good and, you know, had settled in as well and he spent some time down in the market and he got a great love for, for Horland okay. and for, you know, for Clare Horland and, and Newmarket Horland. They had great teams at the time. When the the Cup came to Kilkee, actually, the All-Ireland Cup, Tony Constantine was working with my uncle Lawrence at the time. Right. Uh, he went up and he visited John and with the All-Ireland, the, the Lee McCarthy as well. So that was a big treat for yeah, him. And yeah. I have a medal belong to him as well, actually. He... He was in the army during the emergency, right. and uh, he won a medal down with the fifth battalion down in Cork. So I have that medal as well, my a hurling medal. So it was a nice yeah. touch, and uh, they were always supportive. As were my my grandmother Eileen Larkin. She would have been Eileen Lucy, and she had connections with the Lucys who won an All Ireland medal uh, with Clare Minor Medal in nineteen twenty nine. And good. of course, my my dad's ma- uh, Mary Reedy. She was from Nakara. Uh, Dad's uncle Jack Reedy was also very interested. So, right. you know, th- th- that was great support to have. Um, you know, just in the background, mm-hmm. and of course, my uncles then, you know, both sides uh, had played with Kiki, uh, the Larkins and Keens, and they'd won minor and junior. And I suppose special mention there to to Joe Larkin. You know, um, mm-hmm. Joe was always a very positive influence on on my career, and he was very good with the underage and Kiki. Mm-hmm. And uh, he managed the Kiki senior team in two thousand and one and two. I yeah. think we got to quarter final. Martin Doherty was with him that time. He was also selector in nineteen ninety six when we won the QC Cup. Okay. And he was with J T Larkin and Joe Shea, and all those lads give great service to Kiki at senior and underage. Uh, yeah. Mark May as well was teaching at the time. But um, yeah. going back to Joe, he he was a great athlete himself, and he won an All Ireland schools. Um, he was second place in All Ireland Schools Intermediate Athletics. Right. Uh, so he was very proud of that, and he won the Munster in that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, as I said, you know, a lot of a lot of lads would speak very highly of of him and the influence that he had, and uh, he was a selector as well with us in two thousand and five, mm. uh, along with Noel Roach and and Tom Prendeville when we won that. So, right. you know, very very positive and uh, influence in my career. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the family were very important there, you know, growing up and, and uh, being positive influences. And just in relation to Willie, and we have Michal, who are both your brothers, you know, what kind of support had the guys for you in, you know, your whole sporting activity? Yeah, well, with, with Willie, he, we would have played all the way up along. We were, uh, Willie, it was just 11 months between the two of us. Right. So Willie would have played on all them school teams and uh, the Fela team as well. I think he was... Uh, he was a dangerous wing back, I think, with the with the hurley, yeah. Uh, himself and, and Richie Linehan were were, were were dangerous, but uh, no, they were they were you know it was great to be involved and playing the same team as him. And uh, uh, Willie actually was a very good athlete as well, and he was uh, not many people know he he won county championship medals, sprinting medals, okay. uh, hundred meter medals, uh, up to under fourteen and stuff. So right. um, I think he retired early then, around sixteen for. Uh, social activities but uh <laughs> but in fairness to him he was uh he was a good support all the way like you know and yeah. then uh Michal then was was part of that great uh underage team that mm-hmm. won t under 12s right up to minors they won everything all the way up yeah um you know they had uh, the joe shea and and jd helping them out there as well mm-hmm. and uh 
He also played county minor for uh, under twenty one. He played county senior as well, and uh, yeah. that minor team and and under underage team you were involved in as well Eddie do you know yeah. you had some great players in that you had the, the oh, late yeah. great Michael O'Shea uh, you had Christy Kerwin you had Derek Kelly uh, Barry Hart Thomas McGrath uh, that's just to mention a few David Garvey and all great friends as well mm. and uh, you know the all them lads are still very close today and uh, it was great for the likes of me Hall to win the the county you know, a senior and for us to be playing together then in 2003 and 2005. And two years ago, yeah. yeah, particularly mm. remember 2003 in the replay uh, against Kilrush. I think Michal might have kicked five points from play. He, he was outstanding. Yeah. yeah, and he was a big factor in, in us winning that yeah. uh, that day. And uh, yeah, so he's playing up to very recently and, you know, he was a great servant to Kilkee and, you know, again, uh, very, very lucky to, to have the two lads there great support fantastic yeah yeah and you've you know you've shared a lot of memories down through the years which is you know it's always great to to have and look back on and i'm sure you have plenty of banter around all those good times and the bad that you've had down through the years playing football so that's great absolutely i think michal his famous comment was when he was growing up uh you know he'd say are you jer's brother and michal would go no jer's my brother (laughs) Well, able to give the banter. Yeah, he was uh, setting it straight. Absolutely. <laughs> That's for sure. Fantastic, Jer. All right, thanks very much. So let's bring this episode to a close. On our next episode, we'll move on to the 90s and discuss in detail the progress of your career playing senior football with Kilkee and Clare. Stay tuned for episode two. <laughs>